this morning, um, I'm going to kind of give an elongated testimony. I feel like I'm cutting some people off here. I think I need to go back a little bit. Um, yeah, and God's really been talking to me about walking through. So when we walk, um, you're, you're uh, active, aren't you? You're actually, you, if you're walking, you've got to be going somewhere, otherwise you're just standing still. And there's stuff we walk through in life that's good stuff and that's hard stuff. And um, I'm going to talk about the hard stuff this morning. hope that's okay. You know, my thing is joy. And, uh, you know, let's not forget that, but, you know, we are human and there is stuff in life that is challenging, that is hard, and we have to walk through it. Because we live in an imperfect, broken world, don't we? Yeah. And uh, so we're going to face challenges and trials and some kind of suffering. Yeah. Um, but the amazing thing is that when we come into relationship with Jesus, we're empowered. Yeah. We're empowered by him, by the Holy Spirit. To, to do this hard stuff, to walk through, and we, we can get to the other side with him. Yeah. And I just want to pull out a few verses. So as I was just thinking about walking through, going through, um, these verses I was just reminded of. So Psalm chapter 23, verse 4, um, that famous Psalm 23, um, it says, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2 says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. I love that. And um, James chapter 1 verses 2 to 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Yes. For when you know that your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Another translation says lacking nothing. And uh, the last one for this bit, Romans 5 verses 2 to 5. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us to develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope in salvation, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Amen. Isn't that? Wow. Yeah. If there's one verse to hold on to, choose that one. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're in really good company when we personally go through hard stuff. Um, looking at the people in the Bible, yeah. in, the New, in the Old Testament, there's Abraham and his wife, and they really want a child. And they get to old age, and they still haven't got a child, but God promises them a child. And what happens? They get a child from God, even in their old age. So what seemed impossible becomes possible. The, thinking about the Israelites, the people of God in the time of Moses, they walked through the wilderness for 40 years. Just think about your life and what 40 years might look like. 40 years. That's, I'm nearly 40. That's my whole life walking the desert. They walked through, but Moses might not have got into the promised land, but the Israelites came into the promised land. Yeah. So they came out the other side. If you think about King David... He um, was said to be a man after God's own heart, 
but he committed adultery. And he got the husband of the, the, the woman that he committed adultery, he got him killed in battle on purpose. And, you know, he had to deal with the consequences of his choices and his actions. But he came through the other side. And if we think about Jesus, he went through the wilderness and was tempted, wasn't he, by the enemy. But he came through the other side. And then he went through the worst possible suffering and beating and oppression as he was whipped and he was beaten and he was hung on the cross. But there's always a but with God, isn't there? But he came out the other side and he conquered death and brought us eternal life. Amazing. So we're in really good company, aren't we? And there's one particular um, story in the Old Testament that I was thinking about as I was uh, just preparing for today. And that's a story about Daniel in the Old Testament, and uh, three guys that um, were believers in God with him. They were called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Bonus points for you guys. Yes, they were the three men. And they worshipped and they served the one true God um, in the land of Babylon. And uh, there was a king, King Nebuchadnezzar, that was reigning at the time. And... uh, yeah, basically, he uh, these guys would not bow down to uh, the God that he wanted the land of Babylon to worship and to serve. They refused to bow down to this statue that was erected. And uh, so he decided to put them in uh, the, the furnace that was in his palace. And I'm just going to read this from Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter 3 and verses 19 to 30. So you get a good picture of this. So it says, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their clothes. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. Just think about that. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, there's another but, but suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisers, Did we not tie up the three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound walking around in the fire unharmed. And the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out. Come here. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed. Their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. (laughs) Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die 
rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the god of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other god who can rescue like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. Wow, you know, this happened. This is in our God's word. And I am I am absolutely just gobsmacked by that story. If you really think about what happened, it is, yeah, mind-blowing. You know, I believe that it was Jesus who was in the fire with those three men. And um, it's interesting, God didn't save them from being put in the furnace in the first place. He could have easily done that. He could have... Um, made a way so that that didn't happen. But no, he wanted to prove himself to be faithful to those men. It says they put their trust in him. And he wanted to be faithful and prove his power and his majesty um, in in that situation. And then because look what happened from that. Um, you know, it turned Nebuchadnezzar around, didn't it? And then they were promoted. That's extreme fruitfulness, isn't it, right there? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of the trials and the suffering and oppression we read about in the New Testament. It's about people being persecuted for their belief in God. This is what was happening in this story. They were being persecuted for following God. And, um, you know, that we might not encounter that in this country and in our lives, but that goes on around the world, doesn't it? People are persecuted for following Jesus. So... Um, just as, as a kind of add-in, let's just continuously be praying for our brothers and sisters who are in countries where they're not free to worship God and they get persecuted for it. But just because we don't go through that kind of oppression doesn't mean that we don't go through hard stuff in our lives. We're, we're human, aren't we? Um, is there, can anybody put their hand if they haven't been through anything hard in their life? Exactly. We're all in the same boat, aren't we? Um, you know, it might be relationship breakdowns or family feuds or financial problems, um, illness, disability, death and grief, you know, and everything in between those big things that are hard. But God cares about all things. He cares about every single thing that we're going through, no matter how little it might seem. If it affects us, it's dear to his heart, it's near to his heart for us. And then um, I was just thinking back to the beginning of the year. You know, we've got this fruit bowl. God said to us, this is a year of extreme fruitfulness. And I don't know if you remember, but I was talking about, I think it was maybe even early February, that for Mark and I, this is our year of jubilee. Does anyone remember that? I was talking about No. Okay, Becca does. Thanks, Becca. <laughs> well, um, so jubilee um, was something that the um, Israelites celebrated for every 50 years, actually. And it was where people were re released from debt. They were not indebted anymore. And um, I just think it's wonderful that now we... Sorry, Mark, well, thank you. Mic down. Um, you know, we get to live in the fullness and the goodness of Jubilee every day, don't we, now, because of Jesus. It's not just every 50 years. But for us, um, I said that a time would be coming this year that we would be debt-free, financially debt-free. And that day has come. So you can celebrate with us. Um, yeah, just, wow. Well, you know, 
it kind of feels like you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know if anybody else has been like this. There is a light at the end of the, the tunnel, but it seems ever so far away. And, you know, even up to, um, I don't know, maybe a year ago, it was still far, far away. And now we've come through, we've walked through to the other side. So we are majorly celebrating that. And um, that's, that's the testimony that I want to share about this morning. And, uh, you know, if you, I just want to challenge um, a kind of mindset that we might have, some of us, um, or kind of theology, if you want to call it that, that God causes bad stuff to happen. So if, you, if you're somebody who thinks that, I just want to say, get rid of that thought. Because in James 1 verse 17, it says, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. So every good and perfect gift is from our Father, and that is only what comes from Him. You know, a good God, a good Father can't give us bad stuff. So I just want you to discard that thought if, you know, if that kind of features at all for you. It's not true. So God did not give Mark and I our debt. You know, God gave us free will. And we got into debt all by ourselves. (laughs) And, you know, it was mostly, some of it was, necessity some of it was most of it was making some unwise decisions and uh, I don't know if you've ever been in debt before I mean to an unmanageable level and no debt is obviously good but there's some debt that you know okay this is coming in and I can I can deal with that and you know I can get back on the straight and narrow but when it becomes uh, unmanageable that's when it gets really hard. And I remember one night in them it was around March 2005 so quite some time ago now. And uh, we were down in Coventry and Mark was studying at Bible College. And we'd found out um, a couple of months earlier, a few months earlier, that we were going to have leave, our oldest girl. And uh, I don't know if it was a bill that we received or something kick-started this reaction in us. And I remember us um, sitting on our bed um, in, our, in our one room that we had at college and uh, we just cried and cried and cried because we just didn't know how we were going to deal with this. We just could not work out in our minds. It just seemed so big, so dark, that tunnel, you know, it's stretching out in front of us. And, yeah, we had a good cry together, didn't we, and a hug. And, um, and then we prayed. And um, it was amazing. God took this burden from us. And he replaced our fear and our anxiety with peace. And we both said to each other, why did we not pray first? (laughs) You know, we had prayed, don't get us wrong, we had prayed into this situation and for God to help us. But in that moment, you know, we should have done the praying first and maybe we could have skipped the crying part. But, you know, crying is good sometimes. It it can be a good thing. Um, But, yeah... Um, so that kind of gives you a picture of, of where we were at at that time, and that was, what, 12 years ago. And um, there's a scripture that I really hung on to during this time, and it's Philippians 4, verse 6, and I really, really like it in the message, and it says this, Don't fret or worry, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. 
before you know it, a sense of wholeness, of God's wholeness, um, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the centre of your life. You know, and that has been our experience. We've been able to give God our worry and it has been displaced. It's been knocked off and replaced with God's peace. Yeah. And only he can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And, you know, he wants to know our concerns. You know, he doesn't want to just, you know, he, he does want to know our praise of him and our thanks of him. But he does want to know our concerns as well. And we can always go to him. Yeah. And so even though we have this sense of peace, you know, that God is, was with us in the fire. Um, st things still didn't look great for us. And it actually took another three years to get into a debt management plan so that we could effectively pay off this debt and manage, you know, manage it. And, um, yeah, that meant that we, we had everything we needed for kind of living and supporting our family, but we were able to find extra to pay that off. And this company really, really helped us. It was a real God thing that we found them. Um, and, and we were in that plan for nine years. And uh, it was interesting that um, as our situation financially changed in terms of income, you know, we were able to pay more money off um, as time went by, which is just God's provision has just been amazing. And um, that's what I've just written here. We've been amazed by God's provision for us. As we've walked through the fire, he has been right there with us in it, like he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And um, I want to say that God's provision, it's not about us. No. It's not about us. It does say in the Bible, God's faithful to those who he finds faithful. But it's not about us. It's about how good a father he is and how much he wants to provide and bless and meet our needs and bring us into success and extreme fruitfulness. So it's all about him. But I wanted to give, kind of in the midst of this bigger testimony of us coming to our jubilee, um, there have been some kind of standout things where God has just stepped in and provided. So are you okay if I just share a few of those things? These are kind of, there's been so much, and I didn't want to leave anything out because we're so thankful. But these are some of the highlights, if you like. So um, the first thing is, since Neve was born, we have been given clothes, bag after bag of clothes for our kids. We've hardly had to buy anything for them. We've bought things like uniform and, you know, the school shoes and things like that. But, you know, God is, oh, wow, just how amazing you know his provision to us and really not kind of scruffy scratchy stuff you know really good stuff that's good quality and and it's just been an incredible blessing and some of that has come from this room so we are just so thankful um the second thing is that since 2007 so for the last 10 years we've been able to go on holiday every year and that has meant so much to us just to be away and get a different perspective and just have a rest and you can't rest as much when you've got kids can you? <laughs> as you as you can when you haven't but you know yeah just to get a fresh perspective in a different environment has been so important to us and God's provided for the last 10 years that um We've, I've written, we've been given two cars that we didn't pay a penny for. We've actually, um, in our married life, been given three cars. The first one came as a wedding gift, and it was a kind of old, I don't know what reg it was, but it was an old uh, metro. 
And we called it Frida because to us it was freedom. So we called it Frida. We've not named our other cars actually, but um, this one, it was like, oh wow, we've got a bit of freedom. We can get places. We can go and see Paul and Lisa and, and you know, different friends. Well, yeah, they did actually. Um, <laughs> um, so that was actually our first car that was a gift. And then the other two cars that I'm talking about, and probably most of you will have heard about this, but um, when Nathaniel, we knew Nathaniel was, Nathaniel was coming, our littlest boy, our third child, and we had a Citroen Saxo, which was fine for four of us, two adults and two little kids, fitted in fine, and then this other one's on its way, and we're thinking, oh, we're not going to actually be able to fit three car seats in the back, across the back, right, we better get praying, and we prayed pretty much all throughout my pregnancy with Nathaniel, and just trusted in God, you know, he provided so many times before, we're just standing on what he's done before, and that's what, and the word testimony means to do again, and that's why it's so important for us, you know, the Bible says God's no respecter of persons, so he doesn't have a favourite, we're all his favourites actually, um, so, you know, if he's done it for one person, he wants to do it for somebody else and meet their need in a similar way. Um, it's not going to be the same every time, but he wants to meet people's needs. And it's so that's why it's so important that we share. Like Ben was saying, we give people a different perspective. Look, this is what God can do. You know, it seems like this is impossible, but God is the God of impossible, and he's done this. And give people that 360 perspective. I love that. Let's keep that in our, in our minds. So anyway, so we prayed throughout my pregnancy, and we even said to God, we love a silver car, and we love this type of car, because actually John Casey, he's like, tell God what, tell God what you like. So we're like, okay, we'll tell him what we like. And um, anyway, Nathaniel was born, and we still had our little Saxo, and I had a major operation C-section with him, and I got in the back between the car seats, kind of scrambled over in the back, I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> but God knows, but God knows what we need. And, um, and then a gift came to us to enable us to buy a new car six weeks after Nathaniel was born. And um, wow, just wow. Every time we got in that car, we would thank God for the, the gift of this car. Absolutely astounding um, provision. Um, and the third time was, I don't know if you remember, but last summer our car got nicked, yeah. car, car got stolen, and we just moved to the community, and then this happened, and um, you know, I was very upset when it happened, and I was in tears, and I think it was more the shock of actually what had happened, um, but you know, we stood on the fact that God had given us two cars previous, you know, he knows our needs before we even tell him or ask him or bring our consent to him. He knows it. So God, again, gave us his sense of peace, didn't he? And, you know, we, we look to him as our source and our provider. And we had a hire car for a couple of months, which was brilliant how that worked out. And then uh, my dad gave us his car to borrow to go on holiday. And as we were driving to Wales, I got a call that said, would you like this car? I can arrange it. Don't worry, it's all paid for. And it was the same model as, um, or same, what do you call it, model as our previous car make, um, but, but newer. 
So we had an upgrade as well. We were basically just going to run our other car into the ground. It was perfectly fine at the time. We were just going to run it that run that into the ground. And God's like, here, have, have an upgrade. And um, I just want you to remember, this is about who God is. Yes. It's about how amazing he is. Yeah. Um, so that was the car thing. Um, just I remembered one Christmas when we were really, really struggling financially. Um, we couldn't afford presents. I actually made these calendars for our family and printed out photos and like hand wrote all the dates on and we gave that as a gift because we couldn't afford to actually buy anything. And um, in the space of, I reckon, about a few days, we got given a turkey for Christmas that my friend's neighbour had given her two frozen turkeys because she needed room in her fridge, uh, her freezer. And then my friend contacted her and said, do you need a turkey for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> so she gave us that. And then um, we got a filing cabinet. Um, and I was really wanted to get more organised at home and get things kind of neater and just, you know, that I would know where to pull out a piece of paper when I needed it. And um, that came to us for free. And then um, we got a Christmas tree to just have in our home. Uh, God knows I love real Christmas trees. I'm a bit of a snob. But I love to have a, a real Christmas tree. And God gave us that. And it, so it doesn't always come like in um, a check through the door or whatever. But sometimes it's real practical stuff that God provides. So that was one thing I was remembering. And they all came for free and all from different sources, um, just at the right time. And uh, yeah, I was just remembering as well how you lovely people um, as Freedom Church blessed us with a love offering on two occasions. One was at around Christmas time and we were just able to really enjoy Christmas with our family. It just made it extra special. And then once when we moved into our new home to help us buy some furniture, curtains and stuff, just incredible, incredible. The you know the generosity of you guys, but also just that coming from our heavenly Father at just the right time. Just amazing. Um, just three more things. Um, my driving lessons. So up to uh, five years ago, I couldn't drive. Um, I tried learning when I was pregnant with Neve, and that didn't really work out. And then, so some very generous people covered the cost of that, and that is amazing to be able to drive. I'm so thankful for that in my life. Oh, so am I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one thing which I had totally forgotten until I was just remembering things this week. Some of our friends, really good friends, they'd had a house that they owned, they were renting it out, and they came to a point of selling it. And they just sent us a cheque for £1,000 out of the blue. They didn't tell us they were doing it. They were just like, oh, we just sold our house and we wanted to give you this. What? <laughs> Absolutely amazing. That was when the kids were all little. And I think we bought some like storage with it and some other things. Just amazing. Real fun stuff. Real fun, you know, family <laughs> stuff. And, uh, and then Mark was at speaking at a church a couple of years ago and the lady just felt, um, just heard God say, I want you to give this amount of money to Mark and Kathy. And, uh, and she just wrote a cheque for like £500 and just gave it to him at the end. Mm. You know, you can't write this stuff, can you? Um, you can write a cheque, yes. And I'm, I, I realise I'm using the examples of money and kind of material things um, because I'm talking about the place that we are in financially 
Um, and, and God really did meet us in that way. But blessings don't always look like that and provision from God. You know, it's mostly to do with the people that are in our lives, those relationships, family, friends and church family. And, you know, his provision might be um, a listening ear or wise counsel from somebody or um, really practically somebody looking after your kids so that you get released to do something or, you know, delivering a meal to you when you most need it. You know, there are so many ways that God can use people in our lives to provide and bless us. So I don't just want you to think it's limited to just finance or kind of, you know, um, tangible stuff. And uh, I believe that God wants us to be free of any kind of debt. And uh, he, I believe he could have freed us supernaturally from the debt. You know, it was a big, big debt that we had. He could have said, right, I'm writing, you know, metaphorically speaking, I'm writing you a cheque for, you know, the amount of money here, pay it off. But he didn't do that. And I think I gave testimony before. I could have been here standing about, uh, standing talking and giving testimony about that miracle. But actually the miracle for us was all throughout the journey, walking through. Walking through the journey was God provided in this way. He met our needs in this way. He was faithful in this way. He encouraged us in this way. He he accelerated us in this way on the journey. And we're actually um, part of, I guess, part of our testimony as well is over the last year, we've actually paid off our debt earlier because somehow, which does not make sense on paper, we've been able to save extra to pay it off early. I don't really understand how that's worked. Mark's been brilliant, but, um, you know, so we've even been able to pay it off earlier. So I just, I thank you for God's grace. I thank him for his grace. Absolutely amazing. And then, you know, if we hadn't have walked through, if God had just gone, here, released from debt, we wouldn't have grown in the way that we have. We wouldn't have learned certain things that we've learned through walking through. That's why we have to, because God, it's about that endurance, that strengthening of character, that maturity that he wants to bring us to. That is so important and that is, so if you're, I just want to encourage you, if you're going through something hard, it might be financial, it might be something completely else, but, there is stuff that God wants to put in you and draw out of you during that time. And it can only happen as you walk through. Um, So a few things to end of the journey uh, that we've learned through our journey of walking through debt over to the other side. Um, The first thing is to trust in God. Like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they put their trust in God. In spite of uh, what the paper says, you know, what bills say and stuff, or how things look around you. Put your trust in God um, and fix your eyes on Him. Because if we fix our eyes on ourselves and think, I can't meet this need in my life, I can't, I can't do this, um, then we become very inward. But if we fix our eyes on Jesus, that He is our source then, you know, we know he's a big, big God and he can do the impossible. Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Amen. The second thing is to worship and praise God because of who he is. Again, regardless of what things, you know, the voices that saying, speaking stuff in your ears or how things look around you, God never changes. 
He doesn't. Um, he doesn't. Yeah, he, he's the unchanging, unshakable one. Um, he's the same in good times as well as hard times that we're going through. Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. And that is a discipline that we have to get into, isn't it? We have to constantly remind ourselves of who he is so that we can praise him regardless of what's happening. And similar to that, to be thankful in all circumstances. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And that changes everything when we come to that place of thankfulness. I brought my um, book, I've shown it before, it says the best is yet to come. I, I just love that phrase because it's so true with God. And um, in it, I have a list of, uh, see if I can turn to it, just to show you. I don't really know why, but um, this is part of the list. So I've just stuck things in. But this is a list that I keep of um, God's blessing in my life and stuff I want to say thankful to. And I can tell you, going back through it, going back over it, I'm like, wow, I forgot that. I forgot that happened. Wow, thank you, God. And um, it just is amazing to just remember there is so much value in remembering what God has done. So I encourage you, write stuff down. I think you said about joining the dots, you know, writing stuff down. If you're not somebody who can easily remember these things, it's so good. And then, yeah, just constantly reminds us to be thankful in all circumstances. The fourth thing we learned was wisdom. And we gained understanding through from walking through this journey. We just really practically, um, decision-making, wise decision-making, budgeting, saving for things instead of impulse buying, all those things. Um, Proverbs, I highly recommend the book of Proverbs in the Bible. It talks about wisdom, gaining wisdom and understanding. And there's a lot of wisdom in itself in Proverbs. And uh, chapter 3, verses 13 to 14 says, Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. So that's of immense value in our lives, God's wisdom, God's understanding, that perspective that Ben was talking about. Um, the fifth thing, that relationships are more important than stuff that we, that we already have or that we think that we need. You know, where are we putting our attention and our focus and our energy? Are we putting it into stuff or are we putting it into people? And I was just reminded of um, the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, how he actually had everything he needed in his father's house, but he got drawn to the world and to what that could offer and to pursue a lifestyle. But actually everything he needed was in his father's house. So, And, and it was about the relationship with the father that was the most important thing. And you, you find that when he comes back. So is our, yeah, are we investing in stuff or people? And that's one thing we've learned. And the last thing I'm going to mention is that God blesses a generous giver. And we all have an opportunity, no matter where we find ourselves, we've all got an opportunity to be generous, whatever our situation. It doesn't have to be financial. We can give of our time, our effort, our skill, most importantly, of our love and our care for others. And what's behind all of that is our heart, our heart motivation. Are we submitted to God? Do we want to use whatever he's given us in our hands? 
to bless others, to sow into others and care for care and love for others. 2 Corinthians um, chapter 9, verse 6 to 8 says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Makes sense, doesn't it? You must decide in your heart how much to give. Notice it says in your heart, not in your head. Yeah. Decide in your heart what to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you'll always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. God's always about abundance and multiplying what we have. And I can think of just tying it into that verse, two occasions where we were given some money and God very strongly and clearly said to us, you need to give this amount of of that money to somebody else who was in need. And we did. And do you know what? God blessed us more. Yeah. He gave us back more than, um, you know, it's not about, oh, I'll give £10 to this person, then God will give me £10 back. But he did. He just gave us more back because of that obedience to his voice. Yeah. He loves to bless those who are obedient and submitted and who are generous. That's just his way. That's the economy of heaven. Because we're being like him, not we? So last thing, um, I just want to practically say to you, if you're in debt, and especially if it's unmanageable debt, don't bury your head in the sand and think that it's just going to go away. Talk to someone, talk to us. We're really happy to talk to you. Um, Get help, tackle it head on with God's help and his wisdom and guidance. And just pray and cast your cares onto him because he hears you and he wants you to step into extreme fruitfulness. Trust that he will make a way and that the flames are not going to burn you as you walk through. He's in it with you. And yeah, that goes for everything, every hard thing. Can you stand? And I just want to pray for us to finish. In this house, we are real. But... We also make mistakes. And when we do, we make sure we say sorry. We give second chances to anyone. And we also have lots of fun. In this house, we definitely forgive. We also do loud. We give the best hugs. We are family. And in this house, that means we we love. love.